0: Going to start out with uh, a prayer. So on Thursday, we're going to be, um, now that we've finished Romans, we're going to be talking about prayer and prayer in terms of the power of God, knowing that God is with you, knowing that God hears you, knowing that wherever you go, God is there. David said, if you made this bed in Sheol, which is essentially hell, God is there. But not that God, David is David's talking about going to hell, but God is there to actually protect him. So we're going to talk about prayer as protection because a lot of times, we get boxed in to our problems. We don't see God always there, but we see problems there. So we're going to flip that around. All right, guys. So our lives are going to get better. Mountaintop experience, really. No longer going to live in the valley. But anyway, let's, um, let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. Father, I I lift up every single person, all of their issues, Lord God. Maria, Father, we just thank you for bringing us through surgery, Lord God. I thank you, Father, Lord God, that you were the one who was uh, doing the, the procedure. Lord, I thank you for uh, the family of this man, Crawley, Lord God, Jesus, for Pilar and for her healing. I pray you'll bring comfort to Crawley's family. I pray, Lord, for an On the Road to Damascus experience for Michael, Mary Lou's brother. Lord God, we pray for continued healing for Doreen. Lord God, we pray for that young girl father, uh, that baby with, without the kidneys. Lord God, we lift up once again, Lord that uh, Rick and uh, Sandy's sister, Father Lord God, Michael, we thank you for him, and we thank you, Lord God, for uh, all of the other prayer requests, Lord God, Jesus, and we're going to pray this again, Lord, because we are we are storming heaven, so we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, and I just pray you would speak to me right now, in Jesus' name, amen. So, Ephesians 3, verse 14, for this reason, I'll, I bow my knees before the Father. So for this reason, I pray, right, before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derive its name, that he will grant you according to his riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. What is real strength? Well, real strength is real strength. In other words, real strength is the power of God on the inside. I'm not talking about that nonsense that people have actually... Project that nonsense that they say in our culture, oh, fake it till you make it. No, that's not real strength. No, that is not real strength. I am talking about true authentic strength is to be strengthened with power in his spirit in the inner man. Yeah, it's true. I do remember a time when Sandy used to panic, but there's real strength. What you was talking about now is that strength on the inside through his spirit in the inner man clearly i didn't have real real strength nobody who tries to commit suicide has real strength that real strength will prevent you from doing that in fact anybody who tries that they're demonstrating that there's actually an absence of real strength when Peter denied Christ, I'll go with you to the death, demonstrated an absence of real strength. When Peter's flipped me over, flip me over, that is real strength. You know that there was a man who was being burned for the sake of Christ and they wanted him to recant Christ. And he was being burned on this grill. And you know where he said, this is real strength. I'm done on that side, flip me over. That's real strength. Real strength takes a hold of your spirit, right? Takes a hold of your spirit. And you know what real strength does? What real strength causes you to do? It causes you to not to try to project it on others. You know, I see people trying to project on me. It shows me that there's a deficit, that there's a weakness. And don't get me wrong, I used to do it. I used to do it, right? And in fact, a large, a real strength, you'll have a peace, you'll have a joy. Nobody, after Christ, what that real strength of Pete, that uh, Stephen demonstrated when he was being stoned, we want to have real strength. You know what real strength actually what real strength does, it causes you to not be bothered by the cares and concerns of this world. You're not flipping all over the place. When you've got real strength, you sleep like a baby, but it's a mindset, right? We have to deconstruct how we think now. And you know, you've got to be honest with yourself. Where you're wherever you're trying to project, wherever you're trying to impress, wherever you're trying to um, put on, present something that you are not, there is a lack of this real strength. Wherever you want people to think well of you, you don't have real strength because you're in bondage. You are in bondage, and if you want people to think well of you, that means you can be easily coerced, right? There's something missing on the inside that prevents you from truly being yourself. And in fact, actually, if you don't have real real strength, you really don't even know who you are, really. You really don't even know who you are. Here's what you have. You have a concept in your mind of who you think people want you to be. And that's how you are acting out. And let me tell you something. You know what that does? It prevents you from truly loving people the way you are supposed to. It prevents you because you can't really connect with people when there isn't a real connection. When there's no real connection, you really cannot connect with people have you ever have you ever put your phone on charge not realizing that the plug right that the plug was not in and you wow why is this down because there wasn't a connection there wasn't a connection that's why you think wow this doesn't charge all night what's happened whoa battery low because there wasn't a connection many of our batteries are low Because we don't have a connection. Because there's many people who I do believe. Listen, there's no doubt about it. I've seen over the years so many people who are saved. That's one thing. So they're saved. They're going to heaven. But they're not plugged into God in terms of a real connection for the power for daily living. Really. They're not plugged into God for the power for daily living, right? That's a continuous process because salvation is an event, right? Salvation is an actual event. Salvation in terms of being saved from the punishment of sin, being heaven bound. We know part of our salvation, of course, is sanctification. But the actual salvation, giving your life to Christ, it's an event. We do that event every time we are on here, but I am talking about powerful living to be strengthened by God's Spirit in the inner man. That is a continuous process, right? Really, we have to understand it. I don't do not care what kind of workout you do, whether you worked out with Jesse Owens, uh, 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 Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, every Olympian on the planet, Michael felt if regardless of how intense you do it, if you do it once, it's not gonna do anything for you because it's a process. It is a process, right? That power for living. It's a relationship. Haven't many of us, many, many people have actually uh benefited by the proximity to other people in terms of relationships. People have been able to benefit and get doors open for them by knowing various. People, right? But it because they're connected to those people. Now you imagine knowing God, the doors that you get open for you, the situations that you get blessed with, just being plugged into God, you will have this strength. Look, what he says, look what he says, he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened by power through his spirit in the inner man. When you've got that, you don't have to pretend, you don't have to project, you don't have to try to play be John Wayne or anybody, no. You have this strength because the strength is not to gain dominance over people, The strength is to be able to manifest the life of Christ in your daily walk. Wow, that person always remains calm. Wow, nothing bothers that person. Wow, in the lion's den. Wow, that person can even take ketchup, mustard, and hot sauce into the lion's den. Wow, you imagine, (laughs) you know, really. Wow, that person remains cool on the fire. That person just came out of the furnace. And look, that person doesn't even smell like they're singed at all, right? That is the strength in the inner man. Wow. Not only does that person sleep well, that person uses the lion as a cushion to sleep on as a pillow then and and, look why so that christ may dwell in your hearts and that you may be rooted and grounded using the imagery of architecture rooted and grounded in love right a building is rooted and grounded i'm not going into a building unless i know it's rooted and grounded, right, in its foundation, right, just as we are to be rooted and grounded in this foundation of love, so you've got this strength on the inside, you've got this love on the outside, and so you're manifesting strength and love, and as I said, not manifesting strengths in the way that this culture teaches people to manifest strengths, trying to be Dirty Harry or John Wayne. No, no, but you're manifesting strengths in a controlled way. And that strength, actually, to be honest with you, here's what it says, strength in the inner man. You are the one that benefits from that strength. So it's not showing off, it's you being at peace, just as Sandy was talking about, wow, you know, I was so at peace. There would have been some panic there before. Now, the strength of being so at peace, okay, she's giving a testimony, but that wasn't for the people who are around her. Yeah, they can see, as I said, that she's kept her cool, But for the most part, it's the power for living. And when you see that, you know what that gives you? That gives you even more confidence that God is with you. And when you have even more confidence that God is with you, you have even more peace, more fulfillment, more joy, and essentially more of an abundant life. And that, that, listen then, and then, that, be, that you may be able to comprehend, so it says you may be able to understand, with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. Wow, what are you saying there? The love of Christ that will blow your mind, right? That you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. This is an inside job, right? This is an inside job. But you know, you know what activates all of these promises on the inside is correct thinking. It's correct thinking. You cannot believe right now where you are that this is as good as it gets you can't believe that you can't believe that you have almost got to have the opinion this is as bad as it gets this is there's so much more to go paul at the end of his ministry that i might know him and the power of his resurrection many people would have said wow i know him enough wow that paul he's radical no no that paul he is normal really he is normal that is meant to be normal christianity is a great book by watchman knee it's called normal christianity that is normal The problem is the church is so subnormal that when you see somebody who is normal, they appear to that person as abnormal. Really, that's it. But I'm telling you, that's normal Christianity. Normal Christianity is to walk in strength and love and joy and abundant living to not allow impediments to get in the way. Lions, fire, whatever the case may be, to have a peace and a joy, to not get bogged down, to not get our minds bogged down in in utilizing worldly tools. I've talked about all of those worldly tools, things of the culture, politics, and all of that, because that is abnormal. No. Not to get bogged down in all of that foolishness, but to use spiritual tools. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Really, mighty through God. You never heard any of these uh, uh, um, uh Christians talking about voting Caesar out? Give me a break. No, they were too busy connecting to heaven, bringing heaven down to earth, really. I'm almost gonna say that, Pick, get a goal. Get a goal, something to aim for, that is big. And when we start this prayer life, by the grace of God, you'll be hearing from God on a regular basis. You should be. What does scripture say? What does Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. We should expect to. This is not, this is not the Old Testament where it's uh, our, our, like Moses. No, Moses, you go up that mountain. We're not going. No. That veil is split open. Really. We, one of the greatest, greatest, greatest treasures one can have is to hear the voice of the shepherd on the inside, to know that God is, if God is for you, who can be against you, right? To know that, to have that peace, it takes away loneliness. It takes away depression, all of a sudden, You have this incredible energy. You have this peace. So, what I'm saying now, in fact, I'm almost going to conflate a little bit this message with yesterday. Forgetting, forgetting yesterday now. Don't expect tomorrow to be like today, expect it to be better and challenge. You're thinking, understand one thing. We've got certain thinking cycles, right? So if I am thinking a certain way, if I'm thinking a certain way tomorrow, which of course I'm probably going to be thinking in alignment with today, I have to ask myself, is that reality or is that my perception of reality? This is what you have to ask yourself, We've all been on the road, wherever, it was somewhere in um, the New England winter, or if you're down somewhere else, maybe, uh, I don't know, crickets on your car or mosquito. In other words, your vision gets distorted, right? And you think about it, you need to use your wipers to clear your vision. That's kind of the way we are with our minds. We have to challenge our thoughts and say, am I thinking right about this situation? Really, am I thinking right about this situation? Think about it. If Eve had challenged her thoughts, well, you know, God told me that you're just coming in now. And you're saying that, ah, and God said, I'll surely die. And you are calling him a liar. We have to go through this Socratic logic before we make decisions to know. When you make a decision doing that and you know that God is in it, you know that you're hearing from God and God is in it, you are so comfortable regarding that decision. You know, I remember what my son, Miles, was actually telling me. Oh, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to take a year off. To, oh, dad. I hear from God. I'm going to apply. This was in February. This was in February. And now it's almost like, I, and I was saying to him, look, I thought you were taking a year. Oh, no, no. Because you have a confidence when you hear from God. You have a great confidence. You don't have a confidence when you do eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You don't have a confidence. But when you know on the inside that this is God, you have a great confidence confidence, a great confidence where, you know, you can do anything. We have to leave the past behind. Remember a lot of stuff. I'm going to even say this. I don't know what household you grew up in, but I'm going to say most of the stuff you heard in childhood, I'm going to say this, and I mean this respect, not disrespecting anybody's family, anybody's parents. Most of it, I'm going to say, put it in the trash. Really. i you say, put it in the trash. In fact, Paul, Paul even says all of it. I put in the trash. Really, all of it I put in the trash for gaining Christ. Most of it put in the trash. You know why Paul says that? Because he knows that how much of it really mixes with Christ. Really, think about that. I have put so much down, so much down. I had to, so much down. And we were talking about being stuck. You know, I was stuck for a long time, but I have a total different interpretation of everything that I've been through, really. It's very, very easy to get stuck because of the trauma that you've been through. There's millions of people that are stuck on bar somewhere. Really, they're just stuck. Stuck in gambling, stuck in drugs, right? Stuck in poverty, stuck in bad relationships, stuck in anger because they don't have a correct interpretation of the past. Really, do you know something? Suicide, cancer, everything. I so thank God for it. I was at a place speaking somewhere. I was talking about where I went to. And this guy is, wow. It's like, what are you doing? Almost like he was feeling sorry for me. I'm so glad. It's a blessing of what I went through. A wonderful, wonderful blessing. That's when you know that you are free. You have got to see your past in terms of the interpretation that God allowed it so that you can become the person he wants you to be in future so you can't see yourself as stuck if you're still seeing yourself as stuck if you're still seeing yourself as regret you don't have it therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus if you're still seeing yourself as guilty right Christ has taken all of that away when he said it is Finish. Yeah, we get convicted, but conviction is very, very different than guilt. Guilt is really is an emotion, and typically guilt is because you have some regret about something. There's been people who've been living in guilt for fifty years. That's not what God wants. That will suck away at your joy. It will lead to depression. It will lead to anxiety. It will lead to an overactive conscience. It will lead to you not sleeping well, really. So we have to, and a lot of times, is where I don't believe in medication, is when medication is medicating emotions. Medication is not supposed to medicate your emotions, no. It's not supposed to medicate your emotions. That's more of a recreational thing. High, low, uppers, downers. No, medication is supposed to medicate some aspects of your biochemistry. Something that needs to be brought into alignment, not your emotions. I cannot be taking medication to feel happy. Or feel sad or whatever, no. And so it's important that we have a correct interpretation. I challenge you to do this exercise. If there's anything that's reoccurring from your childhood that you find yourself when you think about it, that you are angry about it, right? Write it down. That's the thing to target, right? As we're moving forward and working on prayer we want to be targeting these things flushing them out because god does not want what happened to us to take us off on an exit because you know we're all assumed that we're all going down 195 right and there are many people who yeah our journey let's say our journey is new york but there's many people who got off on the exits and have never, ever got back on, Like, right? Never, ever got back on. If I get off on an exit, use the bathroom, maybe grab a, uh, a, quick, a quick meal, and then I get back on. But many of us have got off on the exit because of our past. We've got off on an exit and we've never, ever got back on. So it's hindered our journey. We are stuck. We need to be moving forward, forgetting those things that are behind, right? Forgetting those things that are behind. And Paul says it, not that I have attained it, but I press on, right? We should keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising all shame, and now he's seated at the right hand of God, right? So we have to have this goal. Understand the bad bad, uh, word is stuck. Really, it's stuck and you can stay stuck for years and if you are stuck and it seems like yeah days are passing by but you are really still emotionally stuck we have to come out of that get unstuck and never get stuck again have a correct interpretation of what we've been through and understand what we've been through, God is going to use it for good, even though the enemy has tried to use it for bad. Remember the denial of Christ, boom, it catapulted him forward. Paul murdering Christians. Um, you've all got a story. Myself, trying to commit suicide. That trying to commit suicide actually got me unstuck. Anything and everything is possible with God. Once you have that strength on the inside, right, you're listening to God, and in listening to God, you get a correct interpretation of the past. Understand, regardless of what you went through, that has not made you something else. You have not morphed into something else that has no future. Yes, the enemy wants you to believe that. But if you trust it with God, that will just be a testimony that will propel you forward for the future. Really. Second most greatest man in the world, a murderer. Only God could do that. Really. Only the man who preached the church into existence a coward that denied Christ three times. I mean, really, if you even think about it, that's kind of Peter. Wow, you hit it out the field, denying Christ three times in one night. My word, really. In other words, it's almost like God said, I'm going to make sure I give these people and posterity a mess up that they will never be able to say I really messed up my life. There's nothing more of a mess up than murder, really. Nothing more than that. Nothing more of a mess up than walking around with the word, the word there is truth, and then you're denying it three times in one night. You think about it. Let that take a hold in your spirit because this is designed for you to see your own mistakes now are stepping stones rather than hindrances. And we're gonna do some, uh, um, some prayer points on, <clears throat> once again, I wanna target this stuck. First though, it's Lord God, give me a correct interpretation of my life story of my life story believe me i know when it doesn't seem to make sense give me a correct interpretation of my life story let it make sense let the past make sense so i can see so much hope in the future let's pray father i just thank you I praise your holy name, Lord God. Father, I pray that you, Lord God, would give me the grace to see my life story as making sense. Let my past make sense so that I can see hope in my future, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God. Give me the grace to stop acting on the outside. Only stop acting on the outside when you have truth and authenticity on the inside. And that's God's strength, the power of God, when you realize it. right? Give me the grace to stop acting, projecting, transferring, Superimposing on the outside, Lord God, because of your truth on the inside. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. I pray that you would give me the grace to stop being inauthentic, Lord God, as I present to people, Father, Lord God, and to be authentic, Lord God, as I know you more on the inside. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here's the next prayer point. Lord God, give me the grace to embrace my insecurities. You know what we want to do with our insecurities? We want to disassociate from them. Remember I talked about connection, right? disassociation right is a disconnection from yourself that's what this is in fact there's many people who go through legitimate disassociation because of trauma that can be a, a coping mechanism but there are people that disassociate from themselves and i guess I guess, in a sense, a kind of trauma, because they don't like something on the inside of them and they want to project something else on the outside because there's such an incredible fear of not being accepted. I understand all of that. Grew up in a town in the north of. Of England, a very, very conservative town in the north of England back in the 60s. And I was the first black kid. I understand about not, um, I understand about wanting to disassociate or not liking something about yourself. It's very, very difficult. But all that will do is lead to more. Trauma. And the further and further you get away from yourself, the less and less joy that you have and the less and less meaning that you have. And I'm not saying to anybody here that that is going to result in uh, uh, suicide or, or, or anything like that. But what it will do, it will be a joy killer. Right. It will be a joy killer. It will be a peace killer. It will be a strength killer. It will be a enjoying your relationship with God killer, enjoying your relationship with yourself and other killer. Really, because of that lack of connection. Remember the phone? It'll lose connection. You didn't see that the plug was not connected. Are you just plugged in expecting to have a charged phone? It won't be charged. It will always be empty. And it's the same way with us. a gun. Lord God, give me the grace to embrace my insecurities and always be connected to myself, to you, to myself, and to others, Lord God, and that I would have a fruitful life, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you just praise your holy name. I pray, Father, you will give me the grace to embrace my insecurities, Lord God, that I would have a fruitful life, Father, Lord God. I will remain connected to you, to myself, to others, Father, Lord God, and I would have fulfillment on the inside, Lord God, Jesus, that in fact, actually, it will be like my life just started, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So before I just finish, before I just finish now, so we're going to jump on all of these prayer requests. Father, Lord God, I lift up once again these prayer requests, Lord. I pray that you would just um, answer these prayers, Father, Lord God. Your always say that when we are coming to you, Lord, we should come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain help and mercy in a time of need, Lord. I just thank you, Father. I praise your holy name, and I I'm going to do this, uh, the Karen call uh, now, so Father, please say this prayer with me, Father Lord, I know that I am a sinner, I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved, I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior, I pray, Father Lord God, that you would change me, Lord God, remake me, show me a brighter future, Lord God, a hope, and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.